When Jesus talks about his people reaching out and helping others to receive his love too, he often uses the image of harvesting. For example, once when he's hungry and thirsty, his disciples go off to buy food, but he sits and chats to a Samaritan woman by a well. By the end of the conversation, she's so excited by what Jesus has shared with her that she goes and tells the whole town about it. Jesus seems quite excited too, describing doing God's will this way as more satisfying than eating a meal. Then he goes on to say, I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest, and that those who sow and those who reap can rejoice together. On another occasion, he's moved to compassion by the vast needs, but also spiritual openness of the crowds coming to listen to him and calls upon his followers to pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into the harvest fields. Today, as we look at how we, the church, can reach out with God's love and good news into the world, this, I believe, is an urgent sign of the times that many Christian leaders and prophets are picking up. There is a ripening harvest. People are becoming more open, for example, to pray and listen to church online, one in four say they pray during this COVID crisis, and church attendance at online services has increased very dramatically. But there is a great need, therefore, for workers to go out into the harvest field, to meet and connect and talk to people about faith. We may not all be evangelists like Billy Graham, Carlos Anacondia or Luis Palau, easily able to reap and bring people to a point of praying to receive Christ, but today's message is that we can all learn to be better witnesses, sowing seeds through our character, our deeds and our words. So let's look at those three things today. Before we consider these, perhaps our greatest barrier to being available to help reach out is our lack of confidence. The solution to this is in our hearts and our relationship with God. Remember, our confidence is not based on ourselves, but the key is to lean and depend on Jesus in you, his life shining out and flowing out by his spirit. He is the vine, we are just the branches, and apart from him we can do nothing, he tells us in John 15. Nothing to change people's minds or hearts, that is God's work, but God working through us. Remember that you are always safe in his hands and Jesus said he will especially be with you when you are seeking to share the good news and make disciples of all nations. So put him in charge of your heart or as Peter puts it in our reading today, in your heart set apart Jesus as Lord and do not be afraid, do not fear what others fear. That in itself will be one of your greatest witnesses in these days when others may be fearful. We know we are safe, even in and through suffering. So what about our witnessing through our character and deeds? Peter says we should always share our faith with gentleness and respect, and by our good behaviour in Christ, others will be ashamed if they criticise us. The best way to illustrate this is with some help from Molly from St James's, who wrote in this week's newsletter. She notes how everyone looks at the character of the Queen and the royal family, expecting them to be above criticism and a shining example. And she goes on to say, As Christians, we are members of a royal family 
that of Christ's kingdom. And we are often watched by other people both inside and outside the church. People who are quick to criticise when we drop our standards and do not seek to follow the Ten Commandments or the teachings of Scripture. Sadly, this is happening all too often within the church today, as many seek to please the world and submit to worldly desires, rather than to please God to whom we belong. When it comes to knowing what is expected of us, we have not been left in the dark as Jesus was the best teacher we could possibly have. We shall be tested, troubled by our enemies, threatened by circumstances, accidents and difficulties, but we can be strengthened by Jesus and his Holy Spirit. Paul struggled, so we will also struggle. But the reality of our Christian life will be proved by what we do and say. What a challenge! Are we ready to take it on board and be true examples of Christ's love and compassion, seeking to live as he lived, drawing people into his kingdom? I pray that we are all ready. Well said, Molly. Perhaps we shall ask you to give the message next week. But what about our words? Many find it really hard to talk about their faith. Two things will help especially. Firstly, our testimony, our story, and we all have one. Paul regularly used his story to prepare people to hear the good news. Ours may not be as dramatic as his, but we will all have a story, a testimony simply of what Jesus means to us and our relationship with him. How we depend on him for strength and pray about things. And I'm sure we have stories of answers to such prayers, our own or others, and of God incidences where he has acted in our lives. Secondly, I believe we can all share parts of what I call the simple gospel. The heart of the gospel is incredibly simple. In fact, if you share a little about your relationship with God, telling people that God has become like a father to you, as you believe and know that he has adopted you into his family by giving you his spirit within you, that whenever you mess up, you know God will forgive you because Jesus came to die in your place and rise again, to guarantee that forgiveness and new life to all who come to him and say sorry and want to change. Well, that is the gospel and the seeds of how to become a Christian. To turn back to God and say sorry, to thank Jesus that he died for me and to ask him to please come into my heart by his spirit and make his home there and adopt me as his child forever. Finally, don't be too quick to talk, but ask for wisdom to connect with your hearers, starting from where they are. Start with their story, just like Paul did in Athens, by talking and observing what is important to them, what do they believe, and agree with what is good. Just as Paul finds that in Athens they believed we are all God's offspring, which opened the door for him to talk about God wanting a relationship with each one of us not some formal kind of religion, before he begins to share the good news of Jesus risen from the dead. So let us take hold of a fresh confidence in our Jesus who lives in us and be a bit more ready and prepared 
to give an answer for the hope that is within us, as Peter put it in our reading today. And you will be surprised and excited, I believe, like Jesus was, that when you share a little more than you have done before, or offer to pray for people, that they are much more open than you thought. And you can help them along the path to joining God's family forever. So let us pray. Father God, thank you that you made the good news so simple because it's all about Jesus and what he did, his death for us, his resurrection that guarantees new life, the Holy Spirit that we are remembering at Pentecost that is poured into our hearts to pour your love into our hearts as you make your home there, adopted into your family forever. Help us to be excited and thankful every day about this good news in our own lives. Help us to be filled with confidence that we are safe in your hands, especially when we go out to share our faith or just to mix with others and love them and serve them. And help us to do this with graciousness, gentleness and respect. Uh, being aware of our own uh, deeds, being where we can, doing what Jesus would do. And leaning on you, doing what we see our Father doing as you lead us by your Spirit. And in this way, as we pray to, we believe that many will see the light of the good news of Jesus. And join this wonderful family, the Church. In Jesus' name. Amen.